When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, 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 it's Fair J. Welcome to The Motion Champions, an extra special season of The Motion, a debate podcast where two guests with conflicting opinions engage in an intellectual and fierce tug of war to sway my vote to their side of the motion. Win the motion once, fair enough. But win the motion twice against a fellow winner of the motion. Now that is a champion. So join us as we determine who the true champions are to have your emotions set in motion in a way they never have been before. I think we could all appreciate that celebrities and athletes benefit from a lot of luxuries. Most of these you could say is afforded to them due to the attention they get and the buzz that is driven by, say, the press and social media. However, some might say that it seems that when the heat gets a little bit too hot, celebrities want to complain about the press. Do they truly deserve their complete privacy or is it a trade-off that comes with the job? And debating this with me today, I have Ayowande. Ayowande is a consultant by day and podcast host by night. And Okemdi is an avid documentary watcher who was born in Lagos, raised in London, which are the only L's he wants associated with him. It worked the first time he was on, but will it work today? That's what we're going to see. So before <laughs> we begin, we're going to start with an icebreaker. What do you think you're most likely to go accidentally viral for? Oh, For me, I've got really bad facial reactions to things. So like if someone says something wild, I can't hide like <laughs> how, how disappointed or, or funny I might find something. So I feel like someone might just catch me or just like a random laugh. Like sometimes my laughs just be, be kind of crazy. So I definitely agree on the laugh, actually, because so many times on the podcast, I go back and listen to myself. And I'm like, girl, you do too much. <laughs> I'd also say probably something to do with like my extended family and my cousins, because like when we're together, if anyone was to film us together, honestly, it would just be a mess and it would be so funny. Sometimes like when I'm with those guys, I'm just like, <laughs> do we think we're on keeping? up with the Kardashians like why is our lives so dramatic as a special twist this season whoever gives the best icebreaker answer gets in I'm gonna let you finish or as you might recognize it I'm really happy for you I'm let you finish and that is an opportunity to interrupt once and once only during the first section of the debate this episode goes to I am gonna give it to Okemdi. I can really actually see you go viral <laughs> for a mean face. <laughs> With all that out the way, it's time for the opening statements. A rough summary of what you think and why. So I think athletes can't pick and choose, in particular with like media and press. Without media and press, to be more specific to the Naomi Osaka situation, like some of these athletes wouldn't even be as big as they are globally. They might just be regional stars, you know, they might just know them in their little hometown. It's actually a clear part of what you do. It's what you sign up for and you should know what you're getting yourself into before you, you know, participate in this long term. I also think second of all, like you have a responsibility as an athlete to the game and to the fans fans really do add so much to your career and actually give you the platform that that you have today they don't have to do anything while they might be be asked to speak on certain topics that that might concern their community or a community that people believe 
them to be a part of. It's ultimately up to them to decide whether or not they want to speak to those things or speak on those things. Even when they do enter those media rooms, I think you'll find that the journalists are often given topics that they can ask and the, the degree of engagement from the athlete is, is completely up to them. Themes of like responsibility and kind of contracts and agreements versus personal and individual agency. I feel like that's where the points of conflict are coming in this debate. As always, I'm just gonna stir the pot a little bit and get you on your feet with some questions. So I want to start with you, Okemdi. I think a lot of people, and I want to kind of hint to it in her opening statement, a lot of people can sing, a lot of people can play tennis, a lot of people can play football, a lot of people have talents. However, some people opt to do this on a smaller, more local level because they know themselves that they can't handle it. So is it fair for these big dogs, the A-listers, to get millions like these people are getting so much money is it fair to try and be at the top of your game in terms of media buzz but just still be like oh i want to live a normal life all i want to do is play tennis that, that, that's definitely fair i think we need to to a certain degree stop expecting things from athletes other than what we're signing up to watch them do which is box or play football or play tennis i think some of them even gain more notoriety from staying away from it, especially in a, a social media age where we want to interact with all these people on so many different levels. The ones that don't give us that interaction, you're almost looking at them for any little crumb, any emotion they might show during a football match, tennis match or whatever. You know, Lionel Messi is a global superstar, but have you ever seen one of his interviews or one of his press conferences? Like maybe one press conference I saw him do was when he was leaving Barcelona and he cried and everyone was like, oh, that's kind of deep. But no, no one really engages with him to do anything. But people, if you see him in public or if people see him in public, they're still going to fawn over him. He's still making cheese. I think I saw on Forbes that he was the second highest earning athlete. And all of his money virtually comes from, from football. Obviously, some millions from Adidas as well. Um, but then you look at someone like Cristiano Ronaldo, who arguably does the most for media, all these adverts, all these endorsements, and still, I think, earn $10 million less than him. The media is there for a lot of people. And if they want to utilize it, they can. But some people don't and they're still earning peace. So. I love a good stat. Quite interesting to look at the difference between Messi and Ronaldo. Messi's probably been pretty consistent throughout his career in terms of, you know, shying away from the light. But it seems like some people want to start in the light and then when it gets tough, withdraw. And I think I want to ask for those people, do you think if given the choice to have more privacy, they'd be happy to take a pay cut? I think we need to distinguish with who's paying these people. The teams are paying these people, not the media. Marshawn Lynch, for example, early in his career, was engaged with the media quite a lot. You look at his college football career, huge bubbly guy, huge personality, still is a huge personality. But then later in his career, it was like, you know, I'm just here so I won't get fined. But ultimately, the NFL team is paying him. They're not going to give him a pay cut because ultimately he's, he was still a great running back. The NFL can fine him. They can take money away from him if Cristiano Ronaldo decides not to do any more interviews. Are you telling me someone's not going to pay that man as much money as possible to play football for them? No, the media aren't writing him checks at the end of the day. They might help him get endorsements. They might help him with business away from what he's doing. But ultimately, you know, he's, he's, still, he's still getting his bread. Ayo Alde. Kemi's brought up some really interesting examples. Do you feel like there are double standards when it comes to 
male and female athletes, especially if you look at the like basketball stars or whatever, they go to the press conferences, but they don't always engage. They might give really short answers. They might just, you know, give the same answer as Marshall Lynch. But it seems that when it comes to like Naomi or Serena or whatever, such a huge deal is made out of it. Even if you look at the questions that they get asked, sometimes this has nothing to even do with the sport. Maybe athletes and celebrities don't have an issue with the press. And they understand, as you said, it's a contractual agreement and it's their responsibility. However, the press take the piss. They have no credibility. And that's why people are, <laughs> excuse the pun, pressed. Oh, God. She's always got to throw one of those in there. <laughs> There's definitely a double standard. I think even in particular with tennis, it seems that if Serena or um, Naomi do something wrong, it's like, or they speak out or they say they're not going to do X, Y and Z. It's like blown out of proportion. And I think that it's not fair to, to an extent. However, I still think that at the end of the day, there's so many aspects of what we do in life that isn't fair. Like, for example, gender pay gap, like as a woman in my industry, like, and I'm aware of that, I will try my best to speak up about it and try and fight for what I can do, which is what I think these women try to do. But I can't turn around and say, and be shocked when these things happen because we know that they're there. We know that the bias is there and we know that it will continue to persist until we get to a point where, you know, um, we have real equality for women and, and men in this world. On Naomi Osaka's situation, I wish with her that she would understand a little bit more how to maneuver this better and it's sad because as a woman like why do i why does the onus have to be on me but sometimes you can't fight the fight on all fronts sometimes you actually just need to pick and choose your battles and you know what if naomi had gone for those interviews and just literally had not given that much response yes there would have been backlash and there would have been issues but she would have fulfilled her obligation and she would have done the job she would have moved on and there wouldn't be you know this wider problem and this wider discussion today surrounding her the conversation like the relationship between the press and celebrities or athletes it, it tends to be very you know one-sided you think the paparazzi the press are the bad guys the celebrities are the poor people that just want to live normal lives while scoring their goals or while singing their hits however the real issue is that these celebrities are trying to they want to be the ones to control the press they want to be the ones to control the narrative you actually don't hear about the amount of paparazzi that actually file suits against celebrities because they're using their pictures without asking for permission so they're taking these people that at the end of the day are actually just very very poor, like, immigrants in the US who are just trying to make a living. What they make in comparison to the celebrities that they're capturing is minimal. And then you have these people complaining against them, but still using their content for free without paying them. There are celebrities that, you know, live private lives. Like, you can't tell me something about Sandra Bullock, Matt Damon, Kerry Washington. And you also won't hear them complaining about the press because... What do they have to complain about? Whereas it's really the ones that want to be in the public eye, but want to be in the public eye in the way that they want to. They want the paps to work for them when they've been caught on an off day. That is where the real issue comes. And that is where you're really trying to have your cake and eat it. Yes, I completely understand. You know, Sandy B, Kerry Washington, all them, they're, they're not going to complain. But there's a way to go about it. Like you've said, the people that are definitely out there in the public eye or whatever do try and control that narrative. And one, I would say there's nothing wrong with that. Wanting to control a narrative about you is completely fine. Do you remember how pissed off you used to get in school when someone said something that wasn't true about you? 
and they start telling a story about how you got into, oh, she was super drunk. That's why she's sleeping on the couch. But you were just like, I actually wasn't drunk, didn't drink. That's yeah, the worst. I was just crashing at that person's yard. She said I should crash on the couch. So I crashed there. Now people are saying that you were throwing up, chundering everywhere. If you put that snap on your story and someone is now like, oh, well, you've put it on your story. So clearly it must mean it's true. Then fair enough, whoever took the video might have a right to feel a bit pissed off because you're like, you didn't even ask me. Like you've said about the paparazzi being immigrants, that's obviously very deep and like nobody should be in that situation where they should feel like they have to get in somebody's face to, to earn a couple bucks. But like if you've watched the videos and the way they get in these people's faces, that is annoying. I mean, I could be wrong. But I don't believe they use the pictures where somebody runs up and takes a video in their face and put that on their social media page. Like, hey, had a great discussion with TMZ today. No, they're not trying to give that person any shine. Another point. Have you heard some of the things that they say to these celebrities so that the celebrity will look at their camera? Oh, when was the last time you saw your child? What the? F like, what? I just came out of Walgreens and now you're trying to piss me off. There's a way to go about doing these things and there's a way you shouldn't go about doing these things. I want to go back to you, Ayoanez, and I think it's the things that Okemdi said. It's the way that it's done. And, you know, you kind of spoke about, you know, your job in the professional world. I just got to ask you, can you imagine if your performance review was done at 7am on a Monday morning after a long weekend? You're not going to be your most honest version of yourself. You're not going to be happy. You're not going to want to give your manager or whoever's doing it what they want. And I think that, that right there is the problem. They know that their role is important. They're given kind of permission to probe and to expose. But they take this all the way to the end, catching people, whether it's athletes catching celebrities, at their worst moments, and then critiquing them for not being the best versions of themselves. Would you say that is an honest reflection of the current state of the press today? I would say 50-50. You still have the purest journalists that are, like, you know, focused on the technical aspects or actually want to write a story that tells the real truth and want want to show all sides you know you you have those people right the point that we're missing here is like what is feeding these questions the things that are feeding these questions the things that are feeding them pushing and asking you know the silly and dumb things is what do the fans want to hear and i think we're being too cute about this like at the end of the day fans and when i say fans i mean even casual fans like myself right I don't really care about the technicalities and how many rebounds you got and, you know, <laughs> your dress to the Met, how detailed it was in the design. And look, I want to know if Kanye came with you to the Met. I want to know if that dress is inspired by Kanye. I want to know what LeBron's reaction to J.R. Smith fumbling the bag is. That's entertainment for me. That's fun. <laughs> like, I don't care, <laughs> you know, how you're going to prepare for the next game. As a casual sports fan or, like, as a casual, you know, entertainment fan, that's what's feeding and driving these so-called dumb questions. And I think, like, without that, some of these moments wouldn't even be as interesting. Like, it would just be left to the likes of a Kemdi who wants to know. <laughs> Not a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Not a it would shot. be. It won't be accessible to people like me. I think you have to get the right mix. And if you even think about wider, you know, let's say I'm running the NFL and things like that. Like, I don't just want the guys, guys 
to be my fans. Like, I need to get the girls to be into it as well. You know, the guys that don't necessarily watch was like, I need to get them to be entertained just as much. So they buy into the hype, they buy into the brand. That's how you make more profit. That is how you boost your top line. You said 50-50, but actually it's um, 11% 89. 11% of current journalists have credibility and are honest in answering the, the questions that they Where'd you get that stat from? I got it from... Oh, God, <laughs> yes, Where do you get yes, that stat from, go. please? I got it from a study that was done in 2020. Yeah, in fact, I saw that study. Me too, I saw that study. <laughs> I do your back. I do your back. I'll let you finish. She feels like she's on the back foot, so that's why she came with that shot. But like, it's cool. It's cool. Let me unpack that, right? Because you said you know you need the you need the casual fans involved, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's space for all these different hot takes. There's space for Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp, all these little memes and little clips that we might get. But you said earlier that you do not watch interviews of a lot of these different people, right? That feeds into the to the larger show. That's all well and good, but ultimately, casual fans are interested in a lot of the surface level stuff. Babes, let's be honest, a lot of them might be like, ooh, LeBron is looking kind of good on that court. Like a lot of casual male tennis fans might be like, ooh, Serena's looking kind of thick. We do not care about their interviews. Let's just keep it a buck. Are you telling me you're, you're, you're going to wait until 10, 15 minutes after the game to see how Cristiano Ronaldo talks to Michael Richards on Sky Sports or whatever. Get out of it. You're not doing that. The media care about the narrative. And that narrative does help a lot of casual fans get involved. But let's not say that TMZ is the reason why Ayoande wants to watch Chris, Cristiano Ronaldo play for, for Manchester United. That's cap. <laughs> that's big cap. <laughs> I think that's a really interesting point. Fair enough, you know, they're getting paid for playing the game. But it's not just a game. Cristiano Ronaldo... A lot of part of his personality, why people fan and stand him, it's because of who he is, the poses that he makes, how arrogant he is, it all plays into it. You're going to get more kids buying his jersey, you're going to get more kids begging their parents to go to the shows, and unfortunately what will happen is the, the money ends up coming from the people who are still engaging, like the people who can do the media, say a LeBron James or Steph Curry wants to bring out his daughter and, you know, be cute and all of that. And then like that brings money to the game and then you just got these people who, you know, some might say are just a bit a bit spoiled. And they're just like, you know what, I don't want to do it, but happy for all the money to like still come in. Cristiano Ronaldo and obviously creating more of a show around it and all that. Yeah, but you know, he he does his celebration on the pitch, right? Like he doesn't run into a, a media conference and go, Sue. I mean, I don't think he does anyway. He responds on the pitch. If someone's like Cristiano Ronaldo isn't performing. He scored, he's, he'll score a hat-trick the next, the next game. Or he'll be in the press conference and be like, well, I've won five Champions Leagues, X amount of whatever. Look at Michael Schumacher. F1, great. Lewis is my goat, but shout out to Michael. Worth $600 million. How many Michael Schumacher press conferences have you seen? <laughs> exactly. Whenever people talk about him, they talk about what he does on the racetrack. That, that's where the show is. The show is on the racetrack. I love the fact that we you know we had some shots, we had some animosity. It's now time for you to release all of that. I want to just just stood up a little bit. Take it away. There was one thing Okemdi said about athletes and celebrities want to control the narrative. I see that point, right? But I think that you can control the narrative 
outside of this, the structure and systems that have been put in place that you need to participate in. Naomi could have gone for those game for this uh, the press conference. She could have said what she needed to say and kept it quick and short. Maybe not have interacted that much, and then maybe gone on her own personal platform to go and give her own opinions. When she's feeling better on a better day, she can talk more about these things. I think what I have a problem with, and you know what. I think is the issue here is that you can't then decide to not interact and get upset with the systems and structures that have been put in place that got you to your level of celebrity. You say that no one really cares about the interviews. They care more about what Cristiano Ronaldo is doing on the pitch and stuff like that. But some of the greatest memes come from Jose Mourinho press conferences, you know? And like, I actually do watch some of those press conferences, contrary to what you said and what you think. So you can remove that assumption out of your, your head as a casual fan. This is Cap. It's not Cap. Definitely it's actually nodding. not Cap. My question to you is, can athletes or can celebrities want to remove these systems and, and structures that are in place when they have other methods and other ways of making their point clear and controlling the narrative. But then, you know, you can point to a lot of celebrities having their own media companies. Venus and Serena have their own media company and that's what they used to produce this King Richard film that's been winning awards, obviously, on their father. Um, LeBron James has his own media company. Steph Curry has his own media company. A lot of these people have now set up podcasts so that they can, you know, tell their story, et cetera, et cetera. So they are definitely stepping it up and trying to take their own agency. What you've said is picking and choosing. Right? They're just picking and choosing what platform to do it on. Yes, but still interacting with the press, still interacting and going to the press co- the conferences and paparazzi still being able to take the pictures that they need to take. They're doing both. They're, they're picking and choosing how they control the narrative personally and privately, not on NFL or NBA's time or not on the paparazzi's time. I would disagree, though, because I'm like, you know, ultimately, they're getting paid to play. They might get fined when they don't interact that's the association's decision. But the big bucks that they are getting paid are to play. Marshawn Lynch literally went to those press conferences and said, I'm here so I won't get fined. They can engage on, on all these things and it would be great. What a, what a wonderful world it would be if all these athletes decided that, do you know what, let me, let me sit down and talk to these people. But ultimately, they're human beings. If somebody's pissed off after the way they play, if they just want to go home, that's their prerogative. If the, M- if the NBA or whoever wants to find them afterwards, cool. I'm still earning $2 million at the end of this month. Like, if you want to find me 10, 10 grand because I didn't in- engage with the media, go ahead. In fact, what, what's the account detail? Let me just, let me even transfer you 1M so that for every other press conference, don't, don't come and ask me any question. I don't want to hear anything from you. I want to get your honest answer on this. Do you think that our advocacy for mental health stops with celebrities? I don't think so, because I think a lot of people in our generation, anyone can look at what Naomi Osaka wrote and and sympathise with her and say, you know what, that's a fair enough point. And whatever precautions you need to take, take them. That's the point I'm trying to make at the end of the day. Like, these things are in place, like going to press, as part of the wider cog. Right. But I think that at the end of the day, you need to put the right precautions in place in your camp, in your team for yourself to be able to make this manageable for you. The pressure that comes with being an athlete would always be there and is always going to be there for as long as these games exist. But you have some athletes who don't even have social media, 
because they don't want to interact. They don't want to see your comments. They don't want to know what you have to say about their game. So take the necessary steps that you need to take to, to make sure that this is manageable for you within the boundaries that have been created for the sport. On the flip side, Okemdi, some might say that because mental health is such a prominent kind of issue that a lot of our generation are dealing with and people do sympathise with that. However, what people can also do is conflate that. If, for example, I've been told off at work and the next meeting I'm not as loud, that's not because of mental health. That's because I've just been critiqued on something that I'm doing. But that's not saying that I'm having a bad mental health day, which I have had and not been able to work because of that. But I think there is a huge difference between someone, say, critiquing your game and then your next game, you know, you're not as, as good or you're not, you're not playing the way you want to and, you know, dealing with mental health. And I guess I just want to ask, do you think that people do conflate the two? And do you think that instead what athletes need to do is be able to answer back on the pitch where it all began? I think that's a fair point. I think I will say the way people are critiqued, I think, matters. And I think the issue that we get into, especially with a lot of sports media, is that they start calling people out of their name. They just do way too much in order to make their show the thing to watch instead of focusing on critiquing actual parts of play that, that might be valid criticism that people can improve on. And I'd be like, oh, you know, this guy's terrible in the locker room or because she doesn't want to talk to the media, that's why she's, she's doing so badly. Maybe if she spoke to us, we'd be able to give her whatever. The way we give criticism matters. I think Russell Westbrook was speaking on it recently because he hasn't been playing too well for the Lakers. And he was talking about, you know, death threats being sent to his family. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is basketball at the end of the day. Yes, people might bet money or whatever, people are passionate, but like chill. Like this is this is still a human being. When it comes to being an athlete, when it comes to being an advocate of something, I think you first have to understand what that thing probably means to you, what it means to that community before you start speaking to a certain level about about that thing. And that comes with mental health. It comes with political issues and political standpoints on different things. There's definitely a fine line between, you know, taking any and all criticism, internalizing that in a really negative way, or just the valid levels of criticism that you might be getting from your coach and different media outlets, um, as opposed to obviously the wild like death threats that people might be getting um, and knowing how to wade through those different levels of information. It's a hard job. It's a tough job. Like it's definitely not something that I can speak to with any level of <laughs> experience. I think that was a really great answer. I think you included a lot of nuance that people might miss in that. I've said it really well. So, Akemdi, you're telling me that if you had a bad client meeting, let's say you had a bad day, and you told your manager, you said, you know what, guys, like, look, I'm not in the mood. So I'm paying you guys for the day that I'm not, you know, taking this meeting and I'm going to pay you guys. Do you not think that there's going to be repercussions for those actions that you're taking? And even though you're going to get your salary at that month, like that's not going to be a good look on you, right? We're talking about different things here. You're talking about the consequences to my actions. I'm talking about the action itself. I have to shoulder those actions, yes. I don't expect media not to be pissed off if a star athlete doesn't engage with them. But can that star athlete choose whether or not they want to engage with them? Yes, that's their personal agency. You can't force someone to go and talk to someone. It's not a good look. Who, who cares? Like, who cares if it's not? You saying who cares, it's disrespectful. You have a job. It's part of your job. If it's not in my contract, it's not part of my job. It is part of the corporation that you work for, the NFL, the NBA, the, you know, tennis federation. Even celebrities, like, it is the nature of being celebrity. Paparazzis are going to be there. 
there is a level of disrespect. And I, I agree with you in that there's a line. I'm not talking about when the line is crossed. I'm talking about before this, the line is even crossed. There, you, there will be dumb questions, there will be silly questions, but let's talk about the fact that it is disrespectful to the wider ecosystem. Like somebody actually needs to eat from these interviews, like the journalists and the people that have to get the right stories and print out the right stories. Whereas you, you're just here and you have all this money and there's not going to be, a, there's not going to be an issue for you. So that's cat. They get paid regardless. Media push narratives irrespective of whether or not they engage with athletes. Athletes can then get involved and be like, hey, that's, that's a lie. Like, this is the real story on their notes, apology on, on Instagram. But ultimately, media can push whatever narrative they want. They don't need to talk to people. They want to talk to people because it makes it more valid and validates their story. But they don't need to talk to people. And if it's not in my contract, I'm sorry, it's not, it's not my job. A couple of things before I let you guys continue again. I just wanted to ask you, Kemli, I feel like with every single job, there comes an, an element that you don't want to do. It could be when I go out to make coffee, for example. It's not in my contract to ask the people around me if they want coffee. I want every single person to say, no, they don't want coffee. But I'm still going to ask because it's just part of that kind of office ecosystem. So I don't know if it's as simple as if I'm not contracted to, I'm not going to do it. But I also just want to ask, what would be the bad thing then of this job? Because all jobs come with bad things. So if it's just the sense that I can play my game, I can make as much money to the extent that I can pay you a meal to never ask me a question again, which, by the way, is entitlement because you didn't just get that meal from nowhere. What would the bad thing be with this job? You're getting critiqued daily on national television or international television on a play that happened. Let's take J.R. Smith, right? And that, that pass that he did in the NBA finals when he held the ball, right? Think about the repercussions that had on his career. That's on national television. If you decide not to do coffee or make coffee for someone, your next employer isn't going to know that. They're not. The negative sides of this job is that they are being recorded on everything for I don't even know how many days or how many matches. Any error, any mistake, especially for stars, if we're talking about the big celebrities, gets amplified a millionfold. And people start questioning their intellect when they when they make these decisions that's the negative part of this job i get what you're trying to say right but we see it time and time again that when it's good you want to interact when i've just launched that fashion line and i need all the press to cover it because i need to sell i need everyone to know about um what i've done but when it's bad you know when i'm not performing well when i'm not in the mood like that's when I, I I should have a say in how to control the narrative. And I don't think that that's right. I don't think you can pick and choose the moments where you want to engage with media or the paparazzi or, or the press. I think with the nature of the job, it's an all-round thing. For example, if I put out a tweet out there, right, I can't then turn around and be upset if someone decides to go off on my tweet and say, like, this is nonsense, this is rubbish, and hold me accountable to maybe something I said. I've put that out there. And I know and I'm aware that there may be backlash, right? I can choose not to engage with the backlash. I can choose to respond to every single one. But I can't ex I can't not expect that there won't be the other side, there will, just as much as there will be support, right? I think we're, we're talking about two different things. You can pick and choose. Is it right or wrong is, is another question. Whoever's playing well, whenever they utilize these different things, these different avenues, they can choose how to, to put things on their Instagram. If, if it's clear to the media that someone is only using them when things are good, when they do come out with that alcohol brand and they're trying to utilize the media, do you think the media is actually going to respond to them? No. 
they're, they're not, are they? But then athletes that have always engaged with the media get the most shine when they're trying to drop something. They get pushed because they're like, you know what? LeBron James has been good to us, good or bad. He's always sat down and had a conversation with us. If, if, the, if Marshawn Lynch comes out with something and media outlets don't want to carry that, they're very well within their rights not to want to push that. The media's reaction to how an athlete engages with them is the media's decision. And it is then the athlete's decision how they choose to engage with the media. Look at The Rock. The Rock is a cheat code. Anything The Rock touches turns to gold. He's probably going to be a billionaire because of his different drinks companies, because of how much play he gives the media. Kevin Hart is a cheat code. He will sell out whether or not you like his jokes because of how he plays the media. If you're not trying to do that, then it's your own if they don't want to follow you after. It's your own. It seems like you've been swayed to this side because <laughs> you're picking and choosing, but it's not saying that I'm not going to engage at all. They're going to the press conferences. Maybe they're choosing to not speak as much and things like that, right? But they're still there. The participation criteria you are ticking off, right? I'm doing the bare minimum that needs to be done. The problem is when you're not doing the bare minimum that needs to be done. It's like, that is disrespectful. There is an ecosystem that you're part of and you have to play your part. The press, the, the people who behind the, the camera and the people behind the questions aren't the ones that are famous. No one knows us. No one even cares about us. Like we are, we're actually helping your celebrity. We're helping the brand. Now you can pick and choose how you play your part, but I'm saying that level, that bare minimum, you need to be able to just participate in. I think Ed Sheeran said it best. You, know, you need me, man. I don't need you. Because the press need to engage with these people. They need to engage with these athletes. And you're talking a lot about this ecosystem, right? You're talking a lot about you need to feed me, I feed you. We can workshop this and do this together. That works for a certain group of celebrities that need the engagement from the press. Kim Kardashian cannot afford not to engage with the press. She can't. Kanye West can do whatever the hell he likes. And we've seen him do that. An NBA player that is guaranteed to make $50 million that year does not need you. We've now gotten to a point on social media. Look at Marcus Rashford is telling, giving us match-to-match -match updates on how he's feeling or on apologizing or on different issues. Like you, you know these things from social media. Why do you think that we see that people at the top of their game say like a LeBron? Cause like LeBron is not Michelle Lynch. So why do you think we see these people that are at the top of their game still engaged in this ecosystem that in your opinion, they don't need anymore? Because LeBron has a media company. He needs the media as much as the media need him cause he needs to build his profile in that particular world. But don't get me wrong, the following that LeBron James has, if he chooses not to, and with his media company, he can still talk about whatever he wants because he has those different vehicles that people want to tune in on. But don't get me wrong as well on, on the point on the Ayoande made on, you know, the people behind the camera, who cares about them? They only care about the athlete. They're just so, so, so genuine to their job and the story that they're trying to, to get. That's cap. That's cap. They all know that the big money comes when they get their show on TV where they can discuss these things. There are some that are there genuinely for the story. What was it, 11%? Yeah. 11% that are genuinely, they're questioning. Okay, beautiful. Shaq was asked once if he would suck snake venom out of his mum's chest area to win a championship. Are you telling me that guy didn't, <laughs> didn't want a notoriety for asking that question? Of course he did, but nobody cares about him because it's Shaq. And he didn't get his TV show, but Stephen A. Smith did. Skip Bayless did. Shannon Sharp did. 
They might think that media is their bag, so let me engage with the media. If they don't think media is their bag, then they could genuinely care less, not interact, and no one's going to bug them. At the end of the day, like, yeah, they could do it without interacting with the media and stuff, but the success of it, mm, questionable. We don't know if they're able to even be, be able to get to the level that they need to. And I think a good example is, of this is independent artists versus artists that are under a label, right? Independent artists, yeah, they can do this on their own because of the access that, you know, we have to social media. It's like direct now, but they actually have to work like three times harder. But if I have the label backing, the label backing that has the relationships with all the media outlets, that's going to put me on all the Spotify playlists, right? Yeah, I'm not contract, um, contractually obligated to interact with the media, but my label has these relationships. If I'm a Drake, right, I cannot destroy that relationship that I have to Spotify because it is going to affect my label, it's going to affect other people who work, who I work with. So I have to fulfill that basic obligation of just having a good relationship. Yeah, they can do it on their own, but it will take longer, especially if these athletes are not like at the top of their game. We're talking about just average, maybe someone like Tiana Taylor's husband, like, like the guy is like barely anyone and they have to do all these reality TV shows just to like actually make a name for himself. But as an athlete, like the guy is not that great. Anyway, that's a personal opinion. Don't be talking about Imar Schubert. <laughs> Y'all have been moving reckless. Wow, this has been a really tough debate and I generally think my decision will be made in this moment now. It's your last chance to get me on your side. It's time for the closing statements. And Sharon said, you need me, man. I don't need you. And that's essentially what we've been talking about here. I think Ayoande's points have been focused on whether or not we like, whether or not the athlete or celebrity interacts with the media. But mine have shown that it doesn't matter if we like it or not, ultimately they can, they can choose what they choose. And I think for the most part, if we're talking about celebrities and athletes, as by someone, when you see them on the road, you know who they are. Whether or not they interact with the media, we've reached such a point now with social media that it ultimately doesn't matter because we have the access to them anyway. I hope I've um, been able to convince you guys that, you know, celebrities can't actually pick and choose when to participate in aspects of their job. Unlike Akemdi who's, you know, left his rebuttals to mostly that that's cap. I think that, you know, a lot of these celebrities, when they've reached that level of fame that they, you know, can stop. Time. Girl! Not even a knock off the 10 seconds. It's been a tough debate. I think you both brought in the energy. However, and that's the question I'm, on, I'm answering, is there like a basic standard of participation, as Ayawande was saying, that, that celebrities should have to engage with? But it's not that simple because I feel like currently the ecosystem is just so far from like where it began and the roles that everyone was supposed to play have just become a little bit merged. Which is why you have a celebrity like LeBron being like, I'm going to set my own media company up. And this isn't just about basketball. We all saw the video of LeBron and Drake where he's like, and what I tell you? And what I tell you? <laughs> I'm going to cliff it because I'm not LeBron. But I think that's why we're seeing the merging of so many different things because celebrities quite literally being like, yeah, okay, we do need press, so I'm not going to take that away, but I don't need the press in the way that you're going to be in my house, disrespecting my family, disrespecting my children. And it's that disrespect which has put the agency more in celebrities' hands. I think back in the day when people were playing honest roles, I might not come to this 
you know, conclusion. But I think because of where things are now, I'm going to say, oh, Kevin, you did a you did a great job at convincing. And so did you, Iwande, but it just wasn't enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I wonder if you de- definitely had me on the ropes at certain points. So I, I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie to you. The conversation does not stop here. Follow us on Instagram at TheMotion underscore. Tweet us your thoughts at TheMotionPod underscore. Send us an email, TheMotionPodcast at gmail.com. And listen to our radio show every Sunday live on Wizard Radio from 5pm. Be blessed, stay safe and have a wonderful week. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.